Hey everyone, welcome back to Thoughts of a SDR. My name is Maxim Fisher, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about selling in the climate that we're selling in today. Uh, obviously, the pandemic, uh, what that's doing to SDRs, BDRs out there, how we have to switch up our strategies, how we have to reach out to the people that we have to reach out to, and what the effect it's having um, on us. So, just to jump right in, you know, first of all, the biggest thing that I've noticed is, you know, you're going to get a lot more of what I label as DGs when I am going through my my day to day. I'll make the note digital gatekeepers. So you'll get that digital gatekeeper um, on the phone, and they'll give you all of the options, and then the only one that may lead to where you're trying to get to, which is usually the marketing person um, or something of that nature, would be a general customer service line. You may or may not even get somebody on that CS line, and even if you do, that person might not even be able to pass you off to the person that you're looking to get to, right? So they just might be helping with general product information, things of that nature. So tracking down the individual that you're targeting has become a lot more difficult.、Uh, for me personally, I've noticed that I've gotten a ton of those DGs that are just saying, "Hey, we're out of the office. Everyone's working remote." Sometimes when I get passed off to somebody. Um, that person tells me that they're unable to pass off my message. That that person is actually working remote, and that they can only make outbound calls. And so it's at that point which you have to make a decision if you want to go ahead and give your information to the gatekeeper with the hopes that they pass it off, and then send a supplemental point of contact, whether that is through an email or through a LinkedIn touch, something like that.、Uh, so it's it's really difficult to get in front of the person that you're trying to get in front of.、Um, and a lot of companies have resorted to. To mining for、uh, cell phone numbers, mobile phones, things of that nature, and that brings up a whole new set of challenges because nobody likes to be reached on their mobile phone. I know I don't like being reached on my mobile phone by businesses asking me about something,、uh, so I can see how that would be, you know, you know, not the best approach、uh, and kind of annoying to be honest. And so. You know, we have to battle that on day to day. So for me, what I've tried to do to combat all of these issues is,、uh, you know, throw as wide of a web as I possibly can at something. I will call、um, if it's a mobile phone. Depending on the situation, I'll call. A lot of times, I like to shoot the mobile phone a text, and that's actually worked out pretty well because even if somebody says no, that's fine, and and they inform me that this is their mobile phone. Um, they can tell me they, they want to be taken off the list, etc., etc.、Um, if I call the mobile phone, I've gotten a lot of pushback there. You know, a lot of things that are completely unrelated to the conversation that I want to have. I can't dictate anything there. It immediately goes to how'd you get my mobile number?、Um, so it's definitely something to look out for. But yes, back to casting that wide web. You know, you want to reach out to people、um, via email. Obviously, that's the main channel. I've been working with LinkedIn a lot. LinkedIn messaging, email, things of that nature, trying to provide as much value as possible,、uh, as well as phone calls to mobile, as well as text to mobile. So really, from every angle that I can possibly try to get in front of somebody, I've tried to use because people just aren't picking up their office lines. Additionally, another thing that I have noticed is that because it's the pandemic, if you are working in marketing services or something like that, you know people aren't thinking in the headspace of spending money. I personally work in e-commerce, so you know our industry is booming right now because everybody is purchasing online. 
Um, we do really great work in optimizing people's digital space. And I love having that intro conversation and showing that value. However, you know, it's just added another layer of defense. Another wall has gone up uh, between me and a prospective client uh, because they're not in the headspace of spending money right now. They're like, oh, well, what's this going to do to our bottom line, our business? You know, some may even see the value, but they're just not ready to pull the trigger on investing in it right now because they're currently worried about what that's going to mani manifest itself as moving forward. Um, so it's really difficult to communicate that value of, hey, you know, I know these times are difficult and not a lot of companies are able to invest. But if you have an e-commerce presence, now is the time to put money towards your e-commerce efforts. How do you do that? Well, pay media, SEO, things of that nature, all things that my agency works with. But those are the kinds of things that I have to communicate on a day-to-day -day basis under an extenuated pressure um, of having the pandemic on top of normal selling opportunities, right? Because normally there is a marketing budget and you can tap into that. Uh, but right now everyone's budgets have been, you know, either allocated elsewhere or then pulled back. Um, kind of let's wait out the storm and only spend what we have to spend. So it's definitely been an interesting uh, transition into this point um, where we currently are selling under a lot of pressure and not able to reach people. So the outreach part of everything is you could be throwing the kitchen sink at it and get very few responses. I love it when people answer the phone because I can either, you know, proceed with, you know, the project or unfortunately, if they say no right away, at least that's an easy no. And I'm not investing any more of my time uh, from an email perspective, from a social media perspective, LinkedIn. I'm not continuing to bombard somebody and I can leave it on a good note. Hopefully on that phone call, I can spend that rejection into a, hey, thanks so much. If you're ever willing to approach this in the future, uh, my door is always open kind of situation. So that's definitely something that I've noticed selling under these circumstances right now. The next thing that I want to speak to um, is how people are approaching the use of videos. You know, they're very time consuming, but they pack a lot of great information. And there's tons and tons of people out there debating on LinkedIn. Hey, should it be a long video? Should it be a short video? Is the sweet spot one minute? Um, things of that nature, you know, because we're having such a difficult time reaching somebody on the phone via office lines and and the normal uh, lines of communication that we would attempt to use, videos have become much, much more important. I spoke to it a little bit in the first episode, but the importance here, I think, um, is being able to convey your investment in a service or a product visually with the online, with the component of what you're talking about, right? So obviously the information has to be valid and has to be important and has to be meaningful, but there's so much to the human element of speaking in front of somebody. My hand motions, my facial expressions, you can just generally tell and by beyond the tone of my voice, uh, how excited I am about something to you and how it can help you and how I can convey that message. So it's incredibly important and a useful tool. And I've seen wins come from it for sure. It's just become more and more relevant. So how do you use that in particular? First, I think the thing that you need to look forward to or excuse me, look for uh, when you're going to use it uh, is how invested that prospect has been. Have they clicked your links? Have they opened your um, your previous emails? Are they engaging? And if so, how many times have they opened your email? Or is it just a one-off? You know, you have to decide 
personally which one uh, creates the, the proper environment for you to employ a video message. Once you've made that decision that you want to use a video message, what are you going to cover for them? What are you going to show and how long do you want that to be? Um, a lot of times, and I know when I began doing it, I had a really, really strict script that I stuck to. Uh, it was about a one minute video. I would try to get it done in 45 seconds, chalk that up as a win. Now, when I go to the videos that I'm sending today, these videos are much longer, three to four minutes, really doing more of a deep dive, hitting multiple talking points, and then explaining a little bit about each. You know, I've found more success by doing the longer videos, but that's not necessarily, you know, applicable to everybody's industry. It's just what's worked for me. So I think that you have to play around with that and then decide what kind of stuff you wanna show. For me, the way I use my videos is it's not just me speaking. It's me in a bubble speaking. I use Loom as my tool. And then the, the screen share is what I use so that they can see the information that I'm walking through in addition to seeing the human element, which is myself. You know, I've found that this A conveys that you're invested in their business. You know, you're taking the time out of your day to put together a video, to put together, usually it's analysis driven, right? You're showing them their own information. You're showing them your information. Um, so that's super, super important. Your investment is definitely something that you can convey there. Two, you're showing them the actual results in real time while having a voiceover. So because you're speaking on top of it, they're not just looking at a screen. They're not having to put together the dots from a long email that's really wordy. The email itself can have, you know, two sentences and be done and then the video explain everything. So that's super important. And then finally, you can have a call to action at the very end. You know, you can say it, you can implement a button, you can take that to a link. If you use a calendar software, you can link it to that calendar software if you wish. Uh, there's tons and tons of opportunity there to have a call to action on the back end of that video while it's still fresh in that person's mind. And so there's definitely merit to using it, specifically now when it's so difficult to get in touch with people over the phone. This is a great way to show people who have been somewhat responsive to your other efforts because, you know, if they're not answering the phone for whatever the reason is, bad number, DG, um, maybe they did answer the phone or maybe they you were able to get somewhere with them, but they asked for more information. This is an excellent opportunity for you to do that. And I think that beyond hitting them on multiple uh, fronts, whether it's LinkedIn, texting, cell phone messaging, you know, things like that. This is a great chance for you to show you as a human, have the human element. And I speak about it a lot on LinkedIn, um, especially when I see, you know, going back to what I mentioned in the first episode, when we were talking about personalization versus volume, you know, going back to being more than a salesperson, having a human element, this is a great way to let that human element shine. You know, if you're smiling, if you're vibrant, if you're happy about what you're talking about and you can convey that value in person, if you're a strong communicator, this is an excellent opportunity for you to use those skills to your advantage uh, and really promote uh, whatever it is that you're selling in a positive light. So I think that, you know, if there are a few takeaways from this quick video or from, excuse me, from this quick episode, uh, it would be to, you know, Diversify your outreach. Make sure you're using a couple of different channels. Specifically right now, don't get frustrated with the lack of information because people are out of office or working from home, whatever the situation may be. Just turn your efforts towards other things. Employ LinkedIn messaging. Um, you may have to get a LinkedIn premium subscription to do so or else you'll run out really, really quickly. Um, you can use 
personal phones, but be wary about you know what kind of backlash you're going to get there because you will get some pushback for for approaching somebody's personal phone. Um, but then you can also employ texts. Video links are incredible. Use videos, but remember they're more time consuming. So with all of these different angles, just make sure that you plan out ahead when you're going to employ what to stay on track of your time management um, and reach out to as many people as you can. So thanks for tuning in to episode number two of Thoughts of ASDR. I had a great time making this one because this is a thought that I always have in my mind and I'm glad I can share it with you guys. Um, if you have any questions or comments, as always, feel free to reach out directly to me and I would love to respond to those. Uh, but best of luck out there to all the other SDRs and BDRs. Um, keep on grinding through the pandemic. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.